this day. Um, a serious note, as much as we've been a little bit silly on the program today, um, I do want to warn you and at least bring this up, if only to excite your senses, okay? This type of year, or this time of year, uh, you're out there riding motorcycles, and deer are plentiful, okay? They're out there hunting for food. Uh, and they're, Are they in rut right now, Tony? No. Not deer not, are not in rut? No, not yet, but another month or they're less very, than a they're month. They're very active. I am. I, yeah, I rode a motorcycle to, to town today, and, and obviously, we. if you're listening on KXNO, it's Sunday morning, but as my mom, my mom does listen now. God so, bless your mom. Yeah, she said, you weren't on this week. And I said, that's right, mom. This was last week. But um, hi, mom. It's uh, sweet. But I rode, yeah, I rode a uh, full dresser Harley into town today. and and uh, Did you see deer? No, but it. It's, I think you might jinx me if you keep talking about it. Well, no, right I think it's I important to bring up the conversation because we need to help each other. Um, you know, re- remind each other what the dangers are. Look both ways. Look three times. Uh, watch for deer. Watch for dogs. Uh, it doesn't matter the size of motorcycle you've got. It's it's the end result which matters. I nearly pulled out in front of a, of a motorcycle today. He was on a sport bike, so if he's any kind of rider, he would have been able to stop. But I didn't, luckily. But I was just and I just didn't see him. And he was all all in black and had a helmet on and everything. But I just man, it's just uh, it's, it's scary. It is scary, and it's hard to see motorcycles sometimes. So, um, uh, do me a favor. Listen to what I'm saying, and you do it too. Um, and each and every one of you that are listening, remember, look both ways. Remember, deer are out there, and they are plentiful this time of year. Take care of yourself. Three-time Australian motocross champ Dean Ferris will miss the remainder of the 2018 Australian Supercross Championship. The CDR Yamaha Monster Energy team announced that uh, just a couple days ago. Ferris uh, sustained a concussion, something we all need to be concerned with. You perhaps remember Uh, or perhaps you remember the special we did on concussions and what we as an industry are doing to lessen the occurrence of concussions. But he also had severe bruising to his right lung in a crash in the opening round of the championship just last weekend. According to the team, Ferris was in the ICU for for a night before being transferred to the general ward. Uh, He's released from the hospital on, let's see, would have been earlier today and is expected now to make a full recovery. Um, it's, it's weird because a concussion can have some long-term effects. He doesn't recall anything about the crash, but his doctors remain confident that everything's under control and that he'll make a full recovery. And it's hard to put a time frame on a recovery about a head, head injury. Tony, have you ever suffered a concussion on a bad get-off on a motorcycle in dirt or street? Yeah, of course. I mean, I've had, uh, in high school, I had a bunch of them and shortly out of high school, I had several, and uh, there's there's black a lot of a lot of blank spots in my memory, and and I used to have problems with uh, just not being able to focus and that kind of thing. And I don't know if it was just because I was kind of a stupid kid, or or but now I'm kind of having the same things go on, and uh, it's it's a real thing, and I and I do think it's because of concussions and you know i was watching uh i was football and i'm not a football guy but uh you know their helmets are, are a lot different looking very different than what they were and they all have a and you know what they kind of look like they kind of look like a um stormtrooper helmet <laughs> no i was <laughs> i was gonna say um 
it has some of the features of a motocross helmet. That's what I was going to say. So okay, um, I actually I I, I I dig that because you know where motorcycling and car racing have led the way. They've led the way a lot in in rider and driver safety. Okay, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. can we do more? You bet we can, and we need to do more in order to remain relevant and safe for our racers. Otherwise, you're going to have a bunch of broke down guys like Bob Hanna. Okay. <laughs> So not that. I'm so glad you. I'm so glad we brought Bob Hanna up because wouldn't uh, be a show without him. Wouldn't be a show without him. Monster Energy Pro Circuit uh, Kawasaki Squad should have ruled the roost uh, at least in part of 2018 as a existing 250 lineup of Joey Savacci, Adam Cianciarello, uh, Martin Davalos, Austin Forkner, and Garrett Marchbanks uh, represented some serious talent for sure. However, a very serious and dark cloud, as reported by our friends at Racer X, uh, that serious and dark cloud seemed to hang over the team the entire season. Speed, for sure, was there, but titles of Monster Energy Supercross did not materialize. They don't come cheap. Things also got way to hand outdoors with Cianciarello, Davalos, and Marchbanks out with injuries, and Forkner and Savacci have uh, multiple wins that ripped from them, having multiple wins that ripped from them in devastating fashion. Luckily, Eli Tomac was there to anchor Team Kawasaki, the 450 effort, while he came up short of the Monster Energy Supercross Championship. He also won the Lucas Oil, if you recall, the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for the second straight year. What's the magic there with Eli Tomac? Well, no, I don't think anybody's out working Tomac for sure. I mean, he is he is absolutely uh, a beast, and uh, you know his dad being a, a bicycle champion, and they've got a good training program. I know Martin was over there. Uh, Jeremy Martin trained with him. Um, made a so, difference in his career. Yeah, it has made a huge difference, and um, I don't know, Scott. I think I think Tomac. You know, he's the first one to win back to back outdoor uh titles in ages in ages and for kawasaki so now he's won 50 percent. think about this he's won 50 percent of the 450 supercross or motocross races held over the last two years 50 percent what's the rest of the field what are we talking about total but, numbers okay but you're you're who you're comparing him to i'm not comparing current, i don't know that you can well ryan dungey did one more than that but the point and Ricky is Carmichael the, won all of all them. Of them. Yeah. All of them. But still, this is a modern day, modern era, equipment being equipment, and and I think we have a more even playing field or racing field anyway. Uh, Eli has a multi-year deal, so he will be back to battle for titles again on the brand-new 2019 KX450. Will that be a difference maker, Tony? Your thoughts on the new KX450? I wrote it yeah, Sunday. I was surprised. I'm, I'm, I guess I've been asleep, but the thing has a hydraulic clutch. Um, obviously it's electric start. Um, do you like the hydraulic, uh, hydraulic clutch? No, I don't care about it. Um, I, I guess it's just for me, I think it's, it's something that can break if you do crash, you know, it's just one more thing that, that can uh, go wrong. Um, obviously KTM's had it for ages. A lot of people put their, put hydraulic clutches on their dirt bikes. Um, I don't care about it. I, I my Honda feels great just in stock form. Um, obviously I'm not at the level of Eli Tomac though. So maybe, maybe clutch fade wasn't, you know, something that he had to deal with. Right. Um, and maybe that's why they put that on that bike and maybe it's, it's, it's a sales gimmick. I don't know the, the mapping on the bike that I rode. Um, it seemed to me, it didn't feel like it hit like the Honda. My Honda hits very hard and it's got like three different uh-huh. settings. Yep. And so when I got on the Cowie, it felt. Kind, not sluggish but just really soft 
yeah, just kind of soft coming out of corners and stuff. And I was surprised by that. Um, but was the power band, was that stretched out appropriately? In other words, were you getting the same type of energy you'd normally get over, if you, if you go compare minute to minute uh, with, say, your Honda? I don't know. I didn't ride it that much. I didn't. The, the grips are so big, I, I don't have enough grip in my hands okay. anymore to ride. Okay. I'm pretty particular these days. and. And and the guy didn't uh, offer me to ride the bike. I just kind of got on it and rode away. Well, which I'm, is <laughs> <laughs> not always popular when a guy gets a brand new motorcycle and you just hop on oh, the thing. Wow. But uh, yeah, thanks, Lynn, the guy that had it. Uh, but um, yeah, no, I think <clears throat> I think you know I was I was uh, really interested to see Chris Riesenberg, who runs who's the PR guy for Race Tech. Yeah. I saw him. Science he, of suspension. He was invited by Kiefer, who was involved in the Pulp and Mike show, I think. He was invited to do some some uh, some media thing or whatever on all the bikes. They did a, a shoot. Oh, cool. Yeah, so he was riding the, the Honda. I saw him on a Honda. I saw him on a Yamaha. And uh, he texted me just the other day after that and said, do you got any dealers you're working with on a Yamaha? I really like it. And those Yamahas are sweet. And I, you know, I've ridden the... the the 19 Yamaha, and it is, it's it's awesome. You like I, it? I really do. But I wouldn't trade any of them for my Honda. I really am most comfortable on a Honda, and I don't know why that is, but uh, I've got a really good relationship with Storm Lake Honda up in northern Iowa. That's and, Jeff up there, right? Yep, Jeff Schultz and Larry Schultz. And, and you know what? They sell. They still continue to support Justin Brayton and uh, a lot of riders. They they really are involved in the sport, and they I don't think they give themselves enough credit. They don't to uh, you know to, to as far as promotion as far as the people that they help because they have been there and and helped for over and over and over 20 again. years i've been i've been uh, but you're you're a fan of yamaha but we we have one of our great sponsors of course at hicklin power sports mm -hmm. they don't just carry yamaha obviously they have the c they have the can-am beta ktm players all under one expanding roof at hicklin power sports in grimes iowa see the friendly staff in grimes or find them online at hicklinpowersports.com i want to get back to the kawasaki team if i can tony um we we talked about the, the the dark cloud that was over them for the season, but as for the 250 team, a rough season wasn't for lack of effort or ability, right? But Kawasaki is bringing back the entire group for 2019. The announcement though that leaked out to us and others on social media is that Savace is moving to the Monster Kawas uh, Kawasaki 450 squad, right alongside Eli Tomac. Good move for Savace. Appropriate timing. What are your thoughts? Um, I think that, that is up to Joey. Um, you know, obviously super quick. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously he's, he's comfortable on the 450. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's, uh, he's got a lot of the puzzle pieces to be out, to be a contender. Right. You know, I would say. I got I the would, equipment for sure. I would, I would, I would not speculate that that he would not be in the top five, but I think he's a top 10 guy. Well, Savachi leaves, right, and moves up to, I should say, a 450, but he supplants Josh Grant, of all people, okay, the veteran 450 pilot, uh, you know, loses his spot to Savachi. so who, who picks up Josh Grant? I don't know. Josh is, you know, I don't know what Josh's plans are. I guess we could call him and ask him and maybe schedule him for an interview, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but... I don't know where where he is. Uh, you know, he's got that that uh, he's got some other stuff cooking, and I don't know if he's going to. Uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if he's going to hang around like Nick Way did for a long time. I did see Nick Way race to J-Day. I saw something on his That's cool. His social media. He raced to J-Day out, out east, which is an off-road race that uh, John Day owns. And uh, he crashed, actually. It was pretty – you could hear him go, oh. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny to uh, to hear Nick Way because, you know, Way never crashed, it seemed like. And uh, Tree Root jumped up and grabbed him. But uh, What happened? Yeah, I don't know if if Grant. I mean, he's a super guy. Everybody really likes Grant, and it's easy to like that guy. It is, you know, he's a family man now. And and Grant, Grant is kind of a story like Barsha. You know, there was a time when he was he was a little cocky and and uh, and hot, and a lot of people, you know, were turned off by that as fans or whatever. And I think as he's gotten older, everybody realizes he's he's a pretty humble guy. And and uh, was, speaking of, speaking was, of Barsha, he, he was confident. How about Barsha? That is a story there. That nobody would touch him. Nobody wanted him. He had really ran a lot of people off. Including and then, sponsors. That's who I'm talking about. All I'm right. talking about teams. Nobody would touch him. And then he had to go out and, and fend for himself. And it really was, you can just see he is a completely different guy behind the camera. And, I, and I've heard that he's that way, you know, in his personal life and everything. It was really a... a, a lesson life lesson humbling experience yes and so now he's on freaking u.s this nations i mean he's on the mx this nations u.s team well that but that that, and a factory yamaha guy sometimes maturity uh sneaks up on us and we didn't we don't even know it and that obviously happened to him as well joey savacci's promotion by the way makes room for march banks to embark on his full uh first full pro season uh, if you recall, he started as a professional at the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Opener at Hangtown in 2018. This will be March Bank's first shot at Supercross as well. Seeing Cirillo will return from the ACL surgery that cost him the full outdoor season. And Forkner, well, we love Austin Forkner on the show, looks to build on some improvements. He won his first Supercross race in 2018. I heard a funny story this weekend. Um, I don't remember it, but I was um, – it was when I didn't own the racetrack. So, you know, I started the racetrack yeah. in like early 2000s down at Riverside Raceway in Winterset and then s- sold it and then bought it back. But when I didn't own it, Fortner, his mom and dad showed up and they <laughs> we, they were short a flagger and they made Austin, they asked Austin Fortner's mom to go out. And so she actually went out and flagged <laughs> in the backwoods <laughs> while Austin was racing to help pay for entry cool. fees. And stuff. It's just kind of funny to hear that. All right, hey, want to thank each and every one of you for listening. For Tony uh, Wink, Eddie Kulenkamp, Roman Ovidia, PJ Duran, I'm Scott Casper speaking. Thanks to our contributors, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. From our iHeart Studios in Des Moines, Iowa, we appreciate you listening, and we look forward to talking to you again next week as we investigate the entire world of motorcycling and the lifestyle. Have a good one, everybody. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.